0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. If you're ready to get your physical, emotional, and spiritual life in order, Join us for the next hour as we meet some interesting people who will share stories of success and wisdom that you can apply to your own life. Now, here's Dr. Connie.
2: Welcome to the Dr. Connie Radio House Calls. This week, I want you to know this is our 13th show, Lucky 13, in 2013. It is the last of these series, so this is our season finale. And we have a phenomenal show today. We have a very talented first-time author, Dr. Marina Juriscu, who is going to tell an incredible story of triumph and tragedy and struggling in her book, A World Torn Asunder. So we're going to talk to her in the first segment of our show. The rest of our show, we're going to segue from this fantastic story that Dr. Jurisco tells, which really should be a movie. We're going to talk about the movies because this weekend is going to be the Academy Awards. And I am such an Academy Awards junkie, I have to admit it. I am addicted to the Academy Awards and the celebrities. I know it's it's really bad. When my Journal of the American Medical Association and all my medical journals show up, and if they show up at the same time as my People magazine, I go right for the People magazine. I am so sorry. I'm just a celebrity junkie. But I want to first start off by a couple of shout-outs. I have our faithful listeners out there. I've got Cora Granados in Camarillo, California, Billy Hill in New Mexico, who's one of the glider buddies of my husband, uh, <clears throat> Linda Porter in Maryland, Enid Seeger in Scottsdale, and thousands of others. I was informed that uh, from our radio show two weeks ago, we had about 10,000 hits. So keep it growing. Uh, get the word out uh, that there. this is a fantastic show for people who want to be positive, want to hear listening guest speakers, uh, and keep putting the word out. I had a fun weekend, uh, President's Day weekend. I share a little bit about that. Uh, I went to Sedona where I go for relaxation and I invited, I every year I go with my girlfriends and this this year I brought uh, one of my girlfriends uh, who is an artist another, and then two other girlfriends who are sisters. Uh, one is an insurance executive and the other, uh, her sister is a New York Times bestselling author. So we just took it easy at the Enchantment Resort, which has undergone a $26,000 renovation. So kudos to them and their manager. We got our massages. We got our facials. We got to sit in the vortices and you know they're male and female vortices the male vortex gets you all energized and aggressive the female vortex gets you relaxed and believe it or not they have mixed vortices so I think you're sort of confused if you're in that one but whatever it was we had a fabulous time just relaxing and I look at the women friends I have and I am very blessed I have smart savvy feisty women friends I call them my WWB my women with balls They're feisty. And then among those WDWB women with balls close friends, I have my hide-the-body buddies. And they're the ones that if, God forbid, you killed somebody, they would be the first ones to come to you and say, that person deserved to be killed, and I'm going to help you hide the body. And they'll quickly go get the shovel and the truck, and we'll, we'll help you put that person away. So God bless you all for being supportive. Today, February 21, I want to say happy birthday to my husband, John. Happy birthday, darling. Uh, His buddy, Rob Harden, in Houston, is celebrating a birthday. Mike Cowley is turning 50. Happy birthday, Mike. And a dear friend of mine, Shirley Shaw, will be 98 today. So happy birthday to you all. This past week, we celebrated President's Day, and I have been blessed to have met five former presidents. So I'm a little bit interested in this holiday. It isn't just about taking time off to go to Sedona, or going shopping for the President's Day sale, we honor the American presidency. And it really began as a holiday to honor our first president, George Washington, as a national holiday uh, so that Wall Street takes a break, no postal service, some school systems get a break. I know some of the hospitals uh, uh, the hospitals stay open. I know that. But some of the clinics uh, continue uh, to, to observe that. So happy uh, President's Day to all the presidents out there. Uh, I'm going to now talk about a first-time author and a dear friend of mine, Dr. Marina Juriscu. And she, this is her first book. And her story is a, uh, one of triumph. It's about her grandfather. And the, the book that she just released is called A World Torn Asunder, The Life and Triumph of Constantine C. Juriscu. And Marina is in our studio today, and I want to welcome her And we're going to talk about her book. So welcome, Marina. How are you?
3: Thank you, Con. It's a pleasure to be here. Tell us what inspired you to write your book. The book was really written out of the love and respect that I had for my paternal grandfather, the Professor Constantin Cegiurescu, and out of the desire to share his story and really the story of Romania and what happened to that country during the 20th century Uh, with the rest of the world and hopefully uh, let people know.
2: I don't want to give away the whole story, but can you just sort of the highlights of what people expect to read about when they read your book?
3: The book is a book of contrasts. It's a book that depicts a country that between the two world wars was called the Paris of the Balkans to its... uh, destruction in the aftermath of the Second World War and the Communist takeover and truly the destruction of a society, of a way of life, and of the toll that it took on its people.
2: Why did they imprison your grandfather?
3: My grandfather was amongst uh, many hundreds, thousands probably across the land that were imprisoned um, when the Communists took over Romania in nineteen after 1947 because he had held political office during the uh, two world wars. He had served as a uh, royal governor in one of the Romanian provinces. He had also been a senator, a member of parliament, and very briefly minister of propaganda in 1940.
2: And what kept him alive in, well, essentially in prison? Why? What kept him going? Why did he continue on? He didn't die, thank goodness, in, in the prison.
3: He was imprisoned in the largest uh, communist jail for uh, prior uh, political uh, appointees as well as uh, generals and other prominent uh, personalities of Romania uh, pre-World War. Uh, he survived for over five years. Uh, he was kept alive uh, by his uh, desire to return to his family, to see again his wife and children, as well as by his hope that perhaps one day he will be able to rebuild his career as a historian, which he dearly loved.
2: You know, you write so beautifully, and this is your first book. Did you ever take writing lessons? I mean, what made you, I know you want to honor him, but what was the final tipping point that said, I have to write his story?
3: The uh, wasn't exactly a tipping point. It was more of a moment of pondering and and recollection as I approached um, I turned 50 last year, and as I approached this, you know, rather significant birthday, I began to reflect on, on my past, on my heritage. Um, I have been living in the United States for, um, at that point, I'd been living for over 20 years, and I felt that the moment uh, had come to to revisit uh, my childhood my and my adolescence and the family to which I owe so, so much gratitude. So when he got out of prison... What happened afterwards? He was released in 1955. He was initially assigned to a forced domicile in a village in southeastern Romania. Um, He returned to his home city of Bucharest after about six months or so, where he was allowed after a short while to uh, start working in historical archives uh, initially, uh, work that eventually uh, took him uh, back to the university ranks some uh, almost a, uh, a decade later
2: now your family are intellectuals your father is also a historian can you tell us about your father
3: yes my father dinu jurescu is also a historian his third generation after his grandfather and father Um, He currently still teaches at the University of Bucharest. He turned 86 uh, four days ago, and he still has doctoral PhD students. And as of December of last year, he was elected for his first political office as member of the Romanian Parliament, which is the equivalent of the House of Representatives. Would
2: he ever run for president? You think? Um, C- wouldn't un- he come here and run for president? We're <laughs> not supposed to be political, are we? <laughs> un- unlikely, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you are good. We should have you on NPR. <laughs> How long did it take you to write your book?
3: It took me about four years of writing and rewriting. I had an extraordinary supporter and help in, in the person of John Nelson, my dear editor who resides in Hawaii and you know, on the island of Maui. Um, he was at my side with his best advice and with all his talent, and guided me through this process
2: you know i I recommended John Nelson. he helped me edit my book and have you ever met john Nelson I have not He is a force of nature very power i mean i 'm probably taller than him nothing no offense john but, uh, <laughs> but he uh, has such intense blue eyes, he meditates all the time he 's into yoga, and he 's very spiritual. And he will take on your voice. And he's also brutal when it comes to criticism. So that's something every first-time author needs is somebody who's an honest critic and says, this is how I can polish mm-hmm. your gem and make you better and better and do a beautiful job. Yep. You write so beautifully, Marina. I'm, I'm going to encourage everybody to get a copy of your
3: book. How would they order your book? The book can be ordered through Amazon. It is available both in soft cover as well as in the Kindle format. It is also on Barnes & Noble, on the Nook, and on iBooks.
2: So it's A World Torn Asunder, A Life and Triumph of Constantine C. Girisco by Dr. Marina Giurisco, who here is in Arizona. Quick question. What happens next? More books? Are you
3: thinking more? Hopefully more.
2: What what type of books do you want to write? Um,
3: I like Historical backgrounds. Uh, my current are the ideas are gravitating towards the world of Vienna at the end of the 19th century, as the world of the reign of uh, Franz Josef, uh, the emperor, is kind of winding down, and and his son uh, Rudolf commits suicide in 1889. So everyone, stay tuned for her
2: beautiful books to come. Now, if you had to do a movie, who would you cast as your
3: grandfather? Oh goodness, I would have to. Um, I'd have to say my grandfather during the second half of his life I'll be very much looking at Anthony sorry Anthony Hopkins. Um, as for my grandmother, it's an early. Uh, Person, I'd probably say Lady Mary Grantham, the actress who plays her, and in her later years, Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith, just to keep it in the Downton Abbey realm. Oh, there you
2: go. So keep them in mind because you know you own the rights to this book. So when we do our session on book writing, you own the creative rights. So when they come come looking for you, remember you have a lot of play into consulting. So thank you, Marina, for being on the show. Please stay tuned because I'm going to have you pitch in as well as we interview. Our next guest, uh, Dr. Richard Reidenauer and his wife, Leslie Reidner, who are d- my dear friends I'm going to talk about in the next section. We're going to talk about the movies that are out there and get you ready for the Academy Awards. So stay tuned to the Dr. Connie House
3: Calls.
4: Our nation's educational system is undergoing constant change as technology and society are redefining the system as we have known it. On Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton, we provide parents with the resources they need to understand and become a part of the educational experience for their children. Through engaging guests, news, interactive discussions, and innovative ideas, it's everything that parents should know about school. Tune in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time for Chalk Talk on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie.
2: Welcome back to Dr. Connie's House Calls. This is the Thursday before the Academy Awards. I hope you're all going to watch that fantastic show. You're going to get your popcorn. You're going to watch the stars. And I asked my two dearest friends, Dr. Richard and Leslie Ridenour, to come today. Well, first of all, I called Dick Ridenour. Well, Dick, that's his nickname, Dr. Dick. And Leslie, I've known you for... I'm dating myself. My goodness. How many years now? 30 years? A long Long time. time. We met in the Navy. Uh, Dr. Ridenarra was a uh, fellow in psychiatry when I was a brand-new intern at the Navy Hospital in San Diego in 1981. And then our lives, our paths crossed throughout the years, and the significant part came to us in Washington, D.C., where Dr. Ridenauer was the commander of the Naval Hospital, uh, National Naval Medical Center, Bethesda Naval Hospital. So when we were taking care of presidents, Dr. Ridenauer was in charge of the hospital that took care of presidents. And he and his wife, Le- Leslie, had become my dearest friends over the years. I used to stay at their house. After he retired from the Navy with an outstanding career, was also uh, the medical officer to the Marine Corps. He retired with a rank two-star rear admiral, one more star than I did, um, He went on to uh, become the president of Marion College in Fond du Lac. So it was at the home of Dick and Leslie Ridenarrow that I received word that I had been promoted to Rear Admiral. So I only have good memories. So welcome to the show, Dick and Leslie.
5: Thank you very much. Great to 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 be be here. here.
2: One of the things I love about the two of you is is your tradition every Christmas or every holiday. Tell us what you do in San Diego or wherever you are during that time period.
6: Well, I... I think probably it's a rather unique way to spend a Christmas and something that I would have never thought of doing. But uh, we we go to San Diego and walk on the beach every Christmas because of uh, a certain gratitude that uh, we we owe uh, our maker for for giving Dick some extra time when we thought maybe we might be losing him. So we walk on the beach every Christmas since then uh, on San Diego on Christmas morning.
5: And, and, then, you also? and then we spend uh, the rest of the day going from movie theater to movie theater, yeah. uh, trying to catch up on the movies uh, that we've missed, or the actually the new movies that are just starting out.
2: How do you decide what movie to go to?
5: It's very hard. And I, I think it's one of the real art art forms uh, for a couple or a group of people to, to decide. Uh, most people decide on reading reviews and stuff like that, and uh, you... It's very difficult. You have to know yourself. And what do you or, think, there? Or you learn to say, yeah, that's fine. We'll do mine later. Do,
2: do you base it on whether they have good popcorn or not? Because that's usually what I do. You know, It's got to have Diet Coke and popcorn.
5: Well, yeah. having a having a nice movie theater, uh, we've lived in places where there weren't many choices, like Fond du Lac, and we've lived in places where there are fabulous choices with art theaters, like here. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, you know, so many people base it on the subject matter or reviews that they read in the paper or seen on TV, and if you don't know the reviewer, and you don't know what's important to them it's very difficult to read
2: with that so are there do you have criteria for what it makes for a good movie
6: i think it's uh, pretty much personal taste it, it's a little bit what you've heard uh, a little bit what interests you and uh, and frankly you
5: know what's what's going on on a friday evening <laughs> it's well, true
2: yeah Wouldn't and i been. think a
5: lot of it has to do with the mood you're in yeah. I mean, sometimes you just want to see a happy movie. Yeah. Sometimes you want to be uplifted. Sometimes you, there are things going on in the world, or there's a movie historically that touches you. Uh, I'm a psychiatrist, so sometimes I'm in the mood to be very thoughtful, and uh, uh, so so it's it's that. And sometimes you go out to a movies with people, another couple, which we love to do. And I think one of the most difficult things is. To decide on one movie between four people, yeah. usually two guys and two gals, and finding somebody that something that, that everybody hasn't seen already or that everybody agrees on, and it's not you don't always end up seeing what you really want to see, and sometimes it's a pleasant surprise,
2: you know what I try to do, and I try to have my kids do that with me is to see almost all the ones that the critics say we'll be up for the Academy Award. So I can go, that won the Academy Award? Are you kidding? I mean, at least I can weigh in on that. I, I have my criteria. It's the popcorn and clean criteria. A good movie is where I can sit through the movie, and the, I remember the popcorn. It was great. It was delicious. The movie was fun. I always like feel-good movies. I don't want to go and get depressed. I can do that in real life and get depressed. A, a great movie is I remember the movie, I don't remember the popcorn, and a fantastic movie out of this world must-see is I don't have any memory of the popcorn or the food. I just couldn't get my eyes off the screen. You know, you're just And then, of course, you have the ones where you got to pour out the Kleenex because you, know, you weep, and my husband and I like to cry, and we cried at several of these. Movies, um, have you seen all the ones that are up for Academy Award?
5: We have not seen them all. We've seen a good many of them. We've missed a few that everybody says we should see, and and then we've seen some others that uh, that we think should have been nominated. So it's it's uh, it's an interesting group, and it's very hard to tell what's going to win because sometimes it's political, sometimes it's. And I agree with you. Sometimes it's like, where the heck did that
2: come from? (laughs) Where did that come from? I'm going to ask Andrew uh, Stevens, my assistant here. Do you mind? We're not going to do Siskel and Ebert, but we're going to have you. Can you name, like, go over, like, what's up for the Academy Award right now for Best Picture? Can you name them? For
7: just Best Picture? Mm -hmm. All right. I'll go down. It looks like alphabetically here. It's going to be Argo, Amour, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, the D is silent, Les Miserables. Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark 30.
2: Okay, which among those of you, how many have seen Argo?
5: Uh, yep. We've seen that. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Anybody else, Doctor Jurisko? Have you seen Argo? No. Okay. What's What's your take? If you were someone says, "Hey, I think I see Argo."
5: Uh, I think Argo is a very good movie. It's very uplifting. I, I, I think uh, Leslie and I were surprised at, at how much we enjoyed it. it. It's a when you go to a movie and you know the ending, you know the story. This is his historical, uh, historically accurate. Uh, most of us, a lot of us, lived through this time, and uh, when you know the ending, and you still can be surprised and overwhelmed with how they do it, um, I think that's a heck of a statement.
2: Yeah, I was, you found it entertaining as well. I found the, the humor in that was interesting. Playing a camera crew going out to pretend they were, you know, filming a movie when they weren't, and then the, you know, the John Goodman, the Alan Arkin, sort of the goofiness of them makes it good. What about Amour?
6: We missed that one. Oh my god. Yeah. Have
2: you seen? I saw it uh, with a friend. I didn't bring my husband because he thought it was a chick flick. You know, my, uh, we argue sometimes, it, we rarely argue, but he likes guy flicks and a guy movie is where somebody gets shot in the eye. Okay, if somebody gets shot in the eye, I'm not going, that's a guy movie. <laughs> but if they have meaningful glances, that's a chick flick. I mean, it's emotions. It is about an elderly couple where the wife uh, has dementia and Alzheimer's and the husband takes care of her in their Paris apartment it is french they are all subtitles but you catch on early on and it was heartbreaking for me to see this it was like watching uh my elderly patients in their home they do a very uh very good reenactment of real life of the 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 daughter who comes and visits them of the husband losing his wife his wife looking asking to look at the photo album and looking at pictures of their of her youth and of her marriage and her daughter and just going and saying, life, it is beautiful. It is, you know, gone. I mean, and she's going away. And then they have people coming in to take care of her. I'm not going to give away the ending. But it is so brutally honest but yet beautiful. If anybody wants to go into the work of geriatrics, into the nursing field, uh, wants to understand what it's like living in a home and taking care of somebody with al- Alzheimer's. They should see this movie. I agree.
5: Uh, I, yeah, I knew the I knew the subject, and I, I here again is one reason why I think I sort of skirted us from away from this. Mm-hmm. When, when I was actively involved in psychiatry, Alzheimer's in the area was one of my special mm-hmm. interests in dealing with families and so I, I felt I knew a lot about it, uh maybe just the fact that I'm getting older and don't want to deal with it too much uh but i, I think really i, I wanted when I, I didn't i wasn't in the mood to go see it i mm-hmm. I, I felt like uh, i wanted I would spend the time doing something else yeah. another.
2: it's sad but beautiful yes. but it's um you know that's something that it's well done. The actress in it uh What's the name of the actress here? Best actress. The French actress. Very beautiful lady.
6: Emmanuelle.
2: Emmanuelle Emmanuel no. Riva no. will be 85 years old on Sunday when she's up for the Academy Award. So if she wins it as Best Actress, she'll be the, uh, one of the oldest there. How about Beasts of the Southern Wild? Anybody see that? No? Okay. I well, can't comment. Did you? The, was it? the young
6: the young lady is, I think, probably going to be a shoe-in for the, uh, for the Best Actress Award because I don't think really anybody stands out quite like she did. I don't. Not usually wild about a child winning it for a first shot, but I think she kind of beats uh, Tatum O'Neal out of the ballpark. Oh with
2: yeah, this one. is it Ke- Kevan Honey Wallace as BC- yeah. Never seen it yet, but and they she- say fantastic job.
5: We saw so many previews of it. I feel like I've seen it, and she apparently has a huge—I mean—a major, major, major role in the movie. I mean, she's on screen.
2: See, I need to go see it all the time. It, if that's so, that fantastic. So it's
5: on our list of things to see after.
2: How about Django Unchained? I'm surprised that that got nominated. There is a lot. I mean, usually there are not that many, but Django Unchained. Did you see it, Andrew?
5: I did see it. What was yeah. your
2: take?
7: Well, I, I follow most of the Tarantino movies. It's kind of—he he sort of speaks to, I guess, my Somebody generation. Somebody gets shot in the eye. A lot of people get shot. <laughs> 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 um, yeah it's you know it's unique I mean you're going to see something really different when you see Tarantino once he's it's kind of meant to shock um and I think he tends to be up there just to I think to bring in that crowd I mean yeah. if you if you take that off the list you cut out a bunch of people who may not watch the Oscars because they don't care but they like to root for Tarantino so I think that's why it's there
2: All right Lemis Lemis uh, we Who's seen it? everybody seen it We've we've seen it
3: we've, I've Mar- seen it
2: What do you think Ma- Marina, your take uh,
3: I thought that the stage Play worked better for me. I mm-hmm. thought the movie was uh, too long to mm-hmm. my taste. I also thought that uh, some of the actors' singing was um, less than desirable. Of course, the settings were gorgeous, and so were the costumes. Yeah. What do you, Dick and Leslie? What do you? I think
6: that's pretty much exactly the way we felt about it too. And everybody that I've talked to who's seen it, it said exactly the same thing, uh, Marina.
5: I when I see a movie that's Part, it's either been a play or a book I like to think that the movie it, I judge a movie by whether it's better than the book or I enjoyed it more than the book or mm-hmm. I enjoyed it more than the play mm-hmm. and I didn't in this case mm-hmm. and and part of it was exactly what you said uh, I also like musicals I thought the music was actually excellent but I, I, I like musicals where they talk like My Fair Lady, Mm -hmm. and then they break into tune. This is like an opera. It was like an 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 opera opera. that was too long, with no
2: intermission. A lot of people talked about that. So... Hang on. We're not going to be too long here. I want you all stay tuned. Uh, we're going to go to a break here in a few minutes. We're going to come back with Life of Pi, Lincoln Silver Linings Playbook, which I would love to interview Dr. Ridenour <laughs> about that being a psychiatrist, and Zero Dark Thirty, which I love a lot. So stay tuned for the Dr. Connie House Calls where we're critiquing the Academy Award Best Pictures. <laughs>
4: Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
1: tuned in to house calls with former white house physician dr connie mariano if you have a question or comment for our show today please call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr connie radio at gmail.com that's dr radio at gmail.com now back to house calls with dr connie
2: Welcome back to the Dr. Connie House Calls, and we're actually at the movies. We're previewing, We're actually reviewing... The nominees for Best Picture, I'm here with uh, Dick and Leslie Ridenour, uh, friends of mine who are movie enthusiasts, and Dr. Ridenour has the additional advantage that he is a psychiatrist by training, so that's an interesting view. Dr. Marina Durisco, who is an author of the book A World Torn Asunder, who is also uh, into movies as well. We're getting her input, and Andrew Stevens, who is our co-producer here. Life of Pi. Who's seen Life of Pi? No? Okay. Shall we skip that one? Skip. Lincoln. Yeah. All right, Lincoln. There's your winner, Andrew. Andrew, what are your your take on Lincoln?
7: I I like. I think it was really well done. Um, it was. I thought it was, a, it was a little slow for me, but you <laughs> just, know how it ends. <laughs> I do. You know how it yeah. ends. But but still, even towards the end, you still want to see how he's gonna you know yeah. do everything that that happens. It's still the tensions built. Yeah. I thought. Yeah,
6: yeah. We, Leslie. I think Tommy Lee Jones ran away with it. He better get that uh, best supporting actor.
5: Nod. He was the acting in the in the movie is, is Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis is incredible, but but also Sally Field is wonderful as Mary Todd, and with all the pictures you've seen of her, and I, I think they did. I agree with Andrew; it was a little slow, not helped by some of the, by the darkness and mm-hmm. the sort of smoky feeling mm-hmm. of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and yet um, you got to hand it for to Spielberg for trying these incredibly difficult historical pieces to do.
2: I. Did you hear uh, Daniel Day-Lewis in his acceptance speech at the, is it the Grammy? He Golden, got his Grammy Award. Golden Globe. Oh, the Golden Globe, he, uh, Screen Actors Guild. He got and he said, um, it was very hard to play Lincoln because it was bad enough that an actor killed Lincoln and I wanted to do justice to him, bringing him back to life. And mm. he was so articulate. His father is the poet lawyer, laureate of Great Britain. And uh, in talking about fascinating people he must be where he inhabits the role. He stays in character when he's doing a movie. He becomes that person. And to do that, and then I, I agree, Sally Fields became Mary Todd Lincoln, and all her interesting quirks as well as and a tough job being a first lady trying to live that. But I thought the cinematography was, was right. incredibly dumb. It was that dreamlike state where he's on the train, and he's headed somewhere. And you know, it's it's, yeah. it's
5: it's it's beautiful. I, the only the one problem I do have with the movie is not with the movie; it's with the advertisement for the movie, where a lot of it is told that they based it on Doris Kearns Goodwin' book, mm-hmm. uh, Team of Rivals, and it may be the case. But most of the movie is about the Thirteenth Amendment, yeah. and and that part, the Thirteenth Amendment in her book, is a very very small part of the book. What I
2: find yeah. interesting, people don't realize. And when they're trying to pass the amendment, 13th Amendment, the Emancipation Amendment, it is the Republicans who are trying to get it through the House. The Democrats don't want to pass it. So look how things have changed. Because, you know, we used to think Democrats are usually, you know, they're all for minorities. But it was low in the beginning. Yes, they didn't yes. want to pass this. Absolutely. You know, so, oh. wow. How you
6: know, many look, people I'm really <laughs> know their history to be able to you recall gotta that? History. we got <laughs> right. to know history. Recall your history. And, so. and,
3: I, I was a bit... Disappointed by the amount of time that was focused upon the passing and all the machinations that went behind the scenes regarding the Thirteenth Amendment, mm-hmm. um, I I love the cinematography, I love I love the acting, but I did think that uh, the, all the. Comings and goings in Congress slowed down the movie and lengthened yeah. it a little bit too much. Yeah, well, Good that's point. Congress for you.
2: Yeah, not <laughs> much has changed. All right, Silver Linings Playbook.
5: Mm. Oh, we've. I think
2: Andrew, young, your generation. They started, they, yeah, you're mm-hmm. the youngest in the group.
5: I, re-
7: I really liked it. Um, out of all the ones that I've seen of the best picture, I thought it was the best. It had me captivated the whole time. I thought the characters were very interesting. Um, interesting to see Bradley Cooper in a serious role like that again. Used to him it's from nice the Hangover. It's nice to watch. And, uh, yeah, but I, I liked it a lot.
5: Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite. I mean, I, 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 first of all, it starts and you wonder, where is it going? As a psychiatrist dealing you know, with this crazy family and everything, and yet it was billed as sort of a comedy? Mm -mm. So at the beginning, I'm going, wait a minute. This is not funny. This is sad and depressing. And then Leslie and I lived in in Philadelphia for years when I was a psych resident at the Naval Hospital there. And so the Philadelphia component brings in football. It even has dancing. Mm -hmm. And the acting, Robert De Niro, is wonderful. Yeah,
2: yeah. They're real people. I mean, you you can understand. I have patients like that that you go, wow, that's you know, that in the family just really does a great job. The dialogue, the woman who is the, uh, the actress, she was in
7: Jennifer Lawrence, yeah, uh, Hunger she's, Games. the Hunger Games. She looks, I don't know, she, she plays age very well. I, you never can quite pinpoint how old she is because yeah. I think she's a lot younger than, than we think. How they
5: pulled a yeah. happy ending out of that movie, yeah, yeah oh, that was yeah. Interesting.
2: Very interesting. How do they all get happy <laughs> in the end? So, but everyone should see that, that's outstanding. Zero Dark 30 for best uh, for best picture did anyone see Zero Dark 30 I did did you what did you think
3: Maureen? I thought it was fantastic I actually enjoyed it more than The Hurt Locker which uh, mm-hmm. won the Academy Award a couple of years ago I thought that the pacing of the movie was excellent was captivating though just like in Lincoln you knew the story you knew the ending Very, very well done. Jessica Chastain did a superb job. Absolutely. I
2: totally agree. You know, it's amazing. You know, we all know how it ends. You know, they get the bad guy, but with the way they film it, it's like you're with the SEAL team, you know, going through the house, and you just can't let go because you know they're going to get him, but it's how they get him. And and just, and there's some humor there a little bit, you know, with the guy who plays uh, Leon Panetta. But the way I'm fascinated by this, the producer, uh, the woman producer, Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow, because. You know nothing of the character's personal life. You just see what you see. You don't know whether she's dating anyone, what's going on, but you see her as a hardworking, and again, she's a composite. She's not a real uh, CIA agent. She's a composite of various people who who worked that. I was told by my friends in the agency, the woman who really did that was in Virginia, in Langley, and then they had various operatives composed, mm-hmm. to, to, but there's no one person mm-hmm. who was Maya. But I agree, this was one of those gripping, you know how it ends, but as it unfolds, the way it's done in the character's, and a woman who's pretty tough, and I love women producers because they see through their angle, but, jeez, this woman's got testosterone, both the actress, Jennifer Chastain, and and the uh, producer. So if
5: you had to vote... It, can I just say yeah. one thing? It's interesting to me that the two parts of the political spectrum are split on this movie, and what they're split about, mm-hmm. as I understand it, is the waterboarding part and the use of it in the movie on the left, mm-hmm. and that the, the fact that it talks about it, it reveals too much of the sensitive stuff mm-hmm. from folks on the right and the military folks that I know. It's just interesting that there's it's that political split about oh, this movie.
2: There's controversy. I, you and I have friends in the military who are angry because they put it, put out too much mm-hmm. that we don't want people to know. And I also hyper- have friends
5: on uh, in, in, on the other side politically who are um, very upset about the waterboarding stuff. Yeah, don't
2: mm-hmm. show that, or you know, shall we just mm-hmm. drone kill them? But if you had to pick which movie. Who would you pick for the Academy Award among these, Andrew?
7: <laughs> for best picture, who I think will win? Because mm-hmm. I think I think Lincoln will win. I think it was built too. I think you have too many Academy Award winners and mm-hmm. directors and everything. And plus, it's a, we're coming off a, an election year.
2: It's yeah. great. Yeah. No, no, it's, just, it's political. Because it's, it's interesting. It works. <laughs> it's this question really should be who do you think who would you pick and then who do you think will win? Because who you think should win is different from who the Academy. Is. So you think the Academy will pay, will pick Lincoln? And who would you pick though if you were on the academy?
7: I wish I'd seen Zero Doc Thirty. That sounds like it'd be a good pick. Um I mean Silver Linings would be my choice of the ones I've seen. Mm. So
2: how, how about you, Leslie? If you had to pick, who would you pick?
6: Well, I I must admit that I was very happy that a good historical film made it uh, in in Lincoln. And frankly, you know, when you're up against uh, you know, our friend the director, he's uh, he's pretty popular in Hollywood, so
2: Yeah.
3: I'll go
6: with
2: it. And you'll go with that. You'll win. How about Marina? Who do you think we will we'll get it? Of the it.
3: movies I've seen, uh, I think Zero Dark Thirty should win, but I think actually Lincoln will win. Lincoln. How about you, Dick?
5: Uh I, I I would pick uh, Silver Linings Playbook because I enjoyed it the most of all of them. It just kept me enthralled the whole way. I never got bored or anything like that. But I agree. I think Lincoln's going to win, although the best picture I've seen all year is up for foreign Award and I think it's the Royal Fair, which I ah
2: yes, mm-hmm. yes I have it you know yes. tell us about the Royal Fair. We're going to s- pull out a little bit there. Marina's seen it. What it, tell us about the the story of Royal well, Fair? Well, I, I think That's she the, should
6: go
5: first. No. Okay, Maria, yeah, t- no,
2: no well, I got to go see yeah. this. I'm going to circle this.
5: It, I, it, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautifully filmed. The music is beautiful. It has subtitles and all that sort of stuff. Nobody did?
2: gets shot in the eye. Meaningful. No, no but there is some. Take bonus. John anyway,
5: though. It's about popcorn. A, it's about a doctor who has an affair with, with the queen and he Whoa. ends up running the country. Wow. <laughs> so that's so, uh, okay, probably why like I that a real of, story? Yes. yes. And it's a true story from the Danish from the, uh, royal uh, Danish. Was Re- that her gynecologist, what happened? <laughs> wow. Okay, everybody go see a royal affair. <gasps> Let's and talk yes,
3: there is a link to psychiatry in the movie. <laughs> oh, yes. yes.
2: Just, okay, best actor. Andrew, who's up for best actor?
7: Uh, up after we have we have Bradley Cooper for Silver Linings Playbook, Daniel Day Lewis for Lincoln, Hugh Jackman for Les Mis, uh, Joaquin Phoenix for The Master, and Denzel Washington for
2: Flight. All right, Leslie, who do you think will get it?
6: Uh, I, I I think it's a shoe in for um, uh, Hugh. Uh, well, yeah, Hugh Jackman probably, but uh, I I was or Rackley eh, it's a toss up. Daniel Day Lewis, Hugh Jackman. I would have liked to have seen uh, Bradley Cooper get it.
2: Hmm, good point. Dick, who do you think will get it?
5: Well, I tell you, we just saw Flight, and I was knocked out by Denzel Washington's performance. Although I was not that crazy about the movie. Uh, But I think think Daniel, I'll be surprised if Daniel Day-Lewis doesn't get the award.
2: How about you, Marina?
3: Daniel Day-Lewis.
2: Yeah, there, there you go. We voted, so he better, you know, his name's on there. I'm the same way. I feel the same way. I think Daniel
3: Day. I think Daniel
2: Day. All right. Best actress. And what would she be wearing? See, that's. I watch this because I want to know what these babes are wearing. What color? And whether they have a big slit up their side. I mean, this is huge. Nobody asks about the. Well, they do look at the guys, but it's what the ladies are wearing. So, Andrew, you want to name off our best actress nominees? Sure
7: thing. Best actress, we have Jessica Chastain for Zero Dark Thirty, Jennifer Lawrence for Silver Linings Playbook, Emmanuel Riva for Amore, uh, I'm going to mispronounce her, Kiva Hassana Wallace for Beast of the Southern Wild, and Naomi Watts for The Impossible.
2: All right. Who, who uh, do you think will get it? Andrew?
7: oh wow well I only I only saw the one with Jennifer Lawrence in it I liked what she did I think Jessica Chastain will get it though
2: yeah I think it's political how about you Marina
3: <laughs> I've only seen Jessica Chastain so I certainly would give it to her but I don't know how the other plays. I'm
5: rooting for the little girl
6: yeah, uh, Kevin Wallace, and ah. she'll come out of the preteen department. I root for her too. I like that. We're I'll gonna root for her.
2: For her. We're gonna <laughs> okay. root for her. And by
5: the way, the uh, my favorite part of the whole thing is the red carpet part that they do out yeah. for the uh, hour and a half or something. There's
2: a lot of the narcissism show. there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. You know, sort of controlled narcissism. As a psychiatrist, they should have you there with Joan Rivers. Well, that's that's actually there's more there too. But you know, you can be like doing the psychiatric analyses. Well, you know people.
5: how they talk to one. The star gets a lot of attention. But whoever's with them, spouse or whatever, yeah. gets very little or no attention, which I, which irritates the heck out. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, who's this person here? So stay tuned. Don't go away. We're going to go uh, come back after a break to talk more about the Academy Awards. Dr. Connie's house call picks.
4: Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present, and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment.
1: You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 346 346-9141. You may also send an email to Radio at gmail.com. That's radio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie.
2: Welcome back to Dr. Connie's House Calls. This is our 13th show, our season finale, and we are featuring Here in our studio, Dr. Marina Girvisco, author of the new book, A World Torn Asunder. Get a copy of it on Amazon. It's a fantastic read. It should be a movie. And speaking of movies, we're going over the Academy Awards... Uh, best Supporting Actor now and the Best Supporting Actress, we've got Andrew Stevens here in studio, our producer, Dr. Richard Ridenour and his lovely wife, Leslie Ridenour, who is his first lady supporting actress uh, in, in her role. And we were talking about doing the runway, but Andrew wants to tell us about the voting. where did you find out about the voting?
7: Yeah, we heard from one of the uh, producers here that actually uh, this is the first time they're doing voting online wow. for the Academy
2: Awards. That would be interesting. Yeah,
5: I so, hope it works out better yeah. than the Florida yeah, movie. Yeah, there's no chads or anything.
2: So tell us, best supporting actor.
7: Who do we got? All right, best supporting actor, we have Alan Arkin for Argo, Robert De Niro for Silver Linings Playbook, Philip Seymour Hoffman for The Master, Tommy Lee mm. Jones for Lincoln, and Christoph Waltz for Django Unchained.
2: All right, Dick, Dr. Dick, who do, who's your... Well, this is
5: one category I've seen almost everybody but except one, and I I got to tell you, this is, to me, one of the hardest categories. Mm. Uh, Argo, I mean, Arkin is wonderful De Niro is wonderful, but I got to say, Tommy Lee Jones and Lincoln was, I mean, he just knocked me out.
2: Yeah, Leslie, Ditto. you You think Tommy Lee will smile? I think he <laughs> didn't he have the flu. Yeah, I wonder. He was Al Gore's roommate in college. <laughs> oh,
6: oh, man. So. No yeah. wonder he has trouble <laughs> smiling.
2: Exactly. How about you, Marita? Tommy Lee Jones, my guy. All right, Tommy Lee, come on through. Best Supporting Actress. Who do you have, Andrew?
7: All right. Best Supporting Actress, we have Amy Adams for The Master, Sally Field for Lincoln, Anne Hathaway for Les Mis, Helen Hunt for The Sessions, and Jackie Weaver for mm. Silver Linings These Playbook.
2: are all fantastic uh, artists, actually uh, actors, all of them. All right. Who do you think, Andrew? Who's your pick? Oh, wow. I, um,
7: who I like first? I, I liked Anne Hathaway in Les Mis. I thought she did an incredible job. Um, I think Sally Field. We'll mm. go ahead and take that for Lincoln.
2: How about you, Marina? Who do you think will get it? I'd say Sally Field.
5: I think she's going to get it, but I, I'd like to see Jackie Weaver and Silver Linings get it. Yeah, she plays a good role. How about you, Liz? I think
6: Anne Hathaway. I think she's certainly gotten all the promotion, and she really deserves it. Plus, she had to lose 20 pounds in two weeks.
2: What was there to lose? Oh she was gosh. a tiny <laughs> – and she cut her hair. And the hair. Pulled out her teeth. Wow. No, I, I I agree. I think Anne should get it. I mean, she does – I think they've been sort of lobbying. You can sort of tell.
6: Well, she you know? sings best song, too, that I think will probably win. So
2: Now, you know, we, we've done those best foreign film. I've only seen a more. And you talked about a royal fair um, between and you, you, know, you which do you think you think royal fair will get it?
5: Uh, I think I think it will.
2: Did, what did you see recently? You were telling me about the sh- the animated well, shorts. Well, that
5: you saw. At, in prep for the show. Yeah, yeah. In <laughs> uh, the sense we homework. don't uh, usually get to see these, and I I feel bad for all of America because I don't know where people see these things. But we went to uh, to two art theaters here in town just recently to see the short uh, documentaries mm-hmm. and the short best animated, and I got to tell you, it was four hours of. Amazing stuff. I mean, that nobody gets to see. Particularly, I think Leslie uh, liked the short uh, documentaries best, but um, some of the short films, animated films. uh, You've
6: never seen creativity until you've seen all the animated films. It's how do they make
2: their money? How uh, do they? They go up to Sundance or they go to the film festivals? I guess they get nominated for those. What do we have for them? Do you see? Recognize any best animated film? Mm -hmm. Well,
5: Adam, Adam and the Dog. Uh, it is a wonderful, whimsical story about short film,
2: short
6: animated. Short. We didn't we didn't see the best animated films. Mm-hmm. They were regular film length movies. We saw four in a what an hour and a half. Oh, best so animated short, and then yeah.
2: Fresh Guacamole, Head Over Your Heels, the longest daycare, Paperman. I love their titles. I mean, of
5: some of them are funny, touching, uh, and they they what they did was uh, to introduce both groups of films. They had the winners from the previous year talk about how it changed their career and how they had to do it and what they, why they liked being there. It was a delightful – If you um, get a
6: chance, that's a real fun Sunday afternoon, you know, before the Oscars to go and see, you know, what at Harkins or Valley uh, – the, the one Valley in Tempe, art, think, yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. You have to bring cash though because their their machine was down. To pay cash so those for the are the movies. best
2: animated shorts for those. Any songs come out as you're looking at this? For do they have the song? Oh, definitely. Best original oh. screenplay. Skyfall. Skyfall. Yeah. Well, you'll get. Uh,
7: oh, that Adele. Adele to come Adele. out.
2: She won it yeah. last time. Oh, oh makeup and hairstyling. Only three mm-hmm. of them: Hitchcock, The Hobbit, Unexpected Journey, and Les Mis. May gotta be Le Limous, yeah. okay. Range, boy, look
6: at this. Uh. I will
5: say, Connie, that the, if you had, to, if you were to ask the question of what movie haven't you seen that you wish you had seen that you missed that you missed the most, we didn't see Hitchcock, and I really wish I had seen. Really,
2: yeah. I wish so. Too. You know, the yeah. one I wanted to see, but it was it didn't last long in here in town. Was sessions with with Helen Hunt. Where mm. she plays a sex therapist to a guy who has polio, and there's uh, William Macy is there as the priest. They said it was a very well done, you know, not, not only her naked, it isn't really about her naked, it's just their, the way they, they act throughout the, the movie. It was really done for a very sus- sensitive and true subject, too.
3: Hitchcock so. uh, felt a little bit like a play. It did. It was uh, the pace, uh, the pace was as such, uh, the acting was absolutely wonderful. I think it's down. a little gem of a movie.
5: Would you say that because you thought it was a little slow? Or in the movie, no, when you just, say, talk about just, the play pace. Just,
3: Just the way the the sets oh. um, evolved and, uh, the, and, and the pace of the movie as well.
6: Helen Mirren and who who played Hitchcock? Anthony Hitchcock. Hopkins. Oh, there's your favorite. <laughs>
2: yeah. Anthony Hopkins was oh, yes. that. <laughs> you know, I love it. They have all this trivia that they put out for the eighty-fifth Academy Awards. What do you think about the host for this year, Seth McFarland, the uh, the guy who uh, produces and speaks on Family Guy? Andrew. <laughs> well,
7: I know him from Family Guy. Well, he's also he's the the roast master on Comedy Central when they do those roasts. So he oh. he's got experience. He'll do some funny voices. He's he's got a good voice for it. Uh, I don't know if the you know, again, he's kind does of more of a younger Peter? crowd.
2: He does Peter. He does on several family? of the
7: voices on Family Guy and and he was his movie Ted just came out a little bit ago and that's got some draw. So it might bring more of a younger crowd because of him.
2: I think so. Who do you, who have you enjoyed in the past as the best host for the Academy Awards? Do you have a favorite?
5: Oh, I I'd date myself, but uh, uh I Billy Crystal. I like Billy Crystal. Well, Steve I, Smart, I before, before that, <laughs> Goldie. I was Jesus, I'm feeling really old. I, Bob I, I, Hope. I was going back to Bob Hope cuz
2: <laughs> <laughs> the guy was funny and he was
5: in the movies himself and he was uh he knew every, everybody and he had a shtick and a routine that was mm-hmm.
2: uh but it must be tough being the host because right. you, you you know you're not getting an award. You have to do keep all these people entertained. It's like it's like being on an airplane as a pilot and watching somebody fly. You know, you're like, wait a minute, I was in a good line. And here you are. You know, you're watching this guy pull this off.
5: It's a tough so, job. Billy Crystal, Robin Williams. I mean, yeah,
2: Robin Williams was good. I really like him. And who else? We had uh, Steve Martin. Mm. He was a good mm. host. But uh, so, do you plan to watch the Academy Awards? We just? do absolutely. We, we make don't the point miss of it. it.
5: You know? Yeah. Yep, we, we make a point. We of it. will. Are you,
3: me. Marina, going to watch it? I'll watch the red carpet. That's my favorite part. Um, I don't very much enjoy any longer the acceptance speeches. I find them, as well as the choices of winners, rather political.
2: Yeah, it, it gets sort of Good sad point. when they get up there. It's like, oh, don't, don't speak, don't take away. You know, you're a great actor, but don't talk. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Why are you an expert yeah. in this field? Yeah. It takes away. Yeah. You know, give it back.
5: Oh, and don't then, interject all of you're your, little, political. your political, political yeah. views. Just say, yep.
2: Yeah. Thank you, and get off the stage. You know, it's not the time to be campaigning or doing what you know.
6: If you want to get a good speech, you have, it has to be a
5: British actor. Yeah, exa-
2: a class a- Absolutely, be classy. Oh, yeah. uh,
5: sometimes there are classic moments. Do you remember? I can't remember the guy's name. The little Italian guy who won the Best oh actor? yes, oh, oh, yes. So Benini, who, who jumped over the seats. got so excited! Like this beautiful <laughs> Benini
2: was no, kissing everybody, no. and it was genuinely funny, and it was it was yeah. wonderful. It oh. makes you happy for them. I don't know My, who's going. The, the lifetime achievement. Somebody usually who's dying, you know, gets a lifetime achievement yeah. award. Somebody one, to get. It's sort of sad. I mean, and then the thing that always tears me up at the end, or, or parts of it, they show everybody who died. You know, oh, remember? And yeah, then you're yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, they take away everybody who's passed on. So
3: one of my favorite moments was also Julia Roberts' acceptance speech. Who. Basically, went on and on, and when Shut they tried up. to interrupt, her, she said, "No, this is my chance." You know, <laughs> how many more times do you think I'm going to win this? I'm going to say what I want to say.
2: <laughs> but the, you know, well, Sally Field. I mean, she got really bing for you like me. You, yeah. you know, you love me. You really love me. They criticized her for years. Oh, I, re- what award was that? She won Best Actress for I can't remember in the movie.
5: Uh, but they got it was, the, was it the one on the farm?
2: Um, yeah, <laughs> but all people remember was her clutching and saying, you love me, you really like me, you really like me, and you're like, oh, boy, hopefully she won't do that this time. I mean, you made fun of that poor woman <laughs> for so long, but, you know, I, I do love the fashions when you get out there, who you're wearing, you know, what kind, and they borrow their jewelry, they borrow their clothes, you know, and then they get their hair all made up, and, you know, they do the carpet, and... I just – it's its always fun to watch that because then, of course, the dress, you know, they get to, I don't have to keep the dress.
5: And you know they're going to these great parties oh. afterwards, but you never get – you get they show you some of the preparation sometimes for the parties, but they never show – I'd like to see a camera at one of those parties to sort of uh, see what's
2: – Oh, they don't want you to partake. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you being a psychiatrist, when you mix with people like that, you can't help t- to turn off being a psychiatrist, can you? I mean, don't, don't you think, okay, you know, you start looking at borderline personality, narcissistic, yeah, I mean – I mean, don 't you, you mean start- am I
5: working professionally yeah. now? Yeah. Or, well, uh- no. When
2: you, If you, if you were bought into the red carpet or if they brought you <laughs> – smuggled you into these parties, you can't help but you know start analyzing people, right? It's
5: part of who you are, I yeah. think. Yeah. But do
2: you think actors are just a different breed of people? They are. You know, just as politicians are.
5: I, I once had a psychiatry mentor who used to who used to tell me that uh, – because he used to do a lot of showing of actors and – Parts that demonstrate things psychiatrically, and he thought all actors were borderline personalities, which I don't agree with, but, but that was his. They're
2: term. talented, and some of them can be way out there and perform, but in person they're very shy and very quiet. Absolutely. So you don't really know the real person who is it on screen, who is it there. But I want to thank you for this fun show. It's got me all excited for the Academy Awards, so I want everybody to watch Academy Awards, but I also want you to buy Dr. Marina Durisco's book, <laughs> A World torn asunder it is available on amazon you can get it for your nook and kindle and i think this will make a good movie i think this will be a good movie i'm all for this so when hollywood calls you know let me know and then we'll, we'll be out there to support we'll do. you as your posse as your entourage so i want you to all go see the movies have a great time and i want to thank again dr Marina jurisco dr richard Ridenauer, dr dick uh Leslie Ridenour and Andrew Stevens, and thank you for tuning in to Dr. Connie House Calls. Have a great week and a weekend, and God bless you all.
1: Thank you again for joining us this week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. We'll be back next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a terrific week.
0: and management.